You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening, Malcolm Blunt and David Wildey. This is Sports Day SA. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. We're talking budget car and truck rental. 13, 27, 27. Get on the road faster. 13, 27, 27. As I welcome the great man, Malcolm Blight. And Blighty, 50 years, I cannot believe this, 50 years since you won the McGarry Medal in 1972. Good evening, David. 50. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, it is. And uh, I can't do much about it. The alternative wasn't that good. So I've decided to keep going and uh, we may as well talk about 50 years. Yeah, I'm a fantastic uh, there too. I want to talk about coaches. Yeah. And, geez, some good coaches uh, in the finals this year. They're all very good, but I'm going to pick my best two or three coaches, and this might surprise you because everyone will go Craig McRae. Every, I think 9 out of 10 will go Craig McRae, 17th to 4th. They won about 11 games, you know. Just. Under, but I'm going for the guy that's finished on top. They finished 18-4. I felt Geelong were going to capitulate this year and finish Bottom part of the eight, you know, six, yeah, seven, yeah, eight. Yeah, I agree with you. Because they always win enough games, yep. don't they? Yep. But what Chris Scott's done, and you pointed out, it's one of the oldest sides, maybe the oldest side ever. Ever. With a with a dozen players, thirty or over, and it's it is an unbelievable achievement for for Chris Scott to finish where they have, and that now they're touting him as you know almost unbackable favourites. So I still don't think that is, but. Um, would you be surprised to pick out uh, Chris Scott as one? No, because we, we went away and went in our corners. And here, this, is, this is great radio because yeah. you know I write everything down in pencil in my book. Number Malcolm one. Mike, Chris Scott. Scott. yeah. For the same, similar Sa- reason? Same reason. Craig McRae, number two. So for the same reason. I has to, yeah. I, I, but I will say, I'll say this, if, if McRae can beat Scott this week, I'm flipping over. Because okay. that is even that, a better result. Well, that, that's, I think you might flip that's, that's your prerogative to say that. Because yeah. that doesn't mean they win the flag. It just means they won one game. But a massive final. It's a massive. Yeah. I've also got, just behind that, look, if you want to, who's the best coach? Eight double two three double o double o. if you, you think you've got to, can get a better one than that. I do like um, the Sydney coach. John Longmire has been outstanding for so long. Unbelievable. And you'd have to say is almost his namesake, uh, Justin Longmuir. To get the Dockers where they are, they're the four I would go. Except, you've looked at my notes again. No, you haven't. I know that. Um, I've got them two equal third, but I've got a third equal third. Okay. I've got a third equal third. And everyone forgets. Now, I went through this with uh, Ron Barassi when he was coaching premiership sides at North Melbourne. Couldn't win coach of the year to save himself. And yet we sat top of the ladder, grand finals all the time. Simon Goodwin's done a great job again. To get him to back finish, in the top four. Yeah, get him back in the second position. So everyone sort of forgets that, 
But it is. It, it is hard to go back-to-back. Back. And he's, he's put himself in the frame to go back-to-back, back, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, McRae, what McRae's done is, is unbelievable. Yeah. You're also pointing out the fact that he can finish top means, means really diddly squat. No, and I've done that for you too. Here we go, David. In the last six years... The last six years. So from 2016. There is only one favourite at the end of this minor round game has gone on to win the flag. One favourite. We all pick our numbers. The favourite I'm talking about. Not unanimous. The favourite. And that was Melbourne last year. Listen to this. In 16, the Swans were favourite. Yeah, and Bulldogs came from the back of the pack, didn't they? In 17. Guess which team was favourite, David? Uh, 2017. Team down the road. Adelaide. Correct. Who uh, won hop it? favourite. Yeah. Hop, uh, Richmond, Richmond won it. In 18. Remember, couldn't believe Collingwood this. Collingwood West Coast. N- yeah. Richmond finished miles on top of the ladder and got, got beat. By Collingwood. Collingwood. Yeah. West Coast Eagles won it. In 19. Who sat on top of the ladder? 2019. It was played in uh, Brisbane, the grand final. I was up there. On top of the ladder. Would well, have... in Geelong. Yeah, and Richmond won it. Richmond won it. In 2020. Port Adelaide finished clear. Didn't Easily favourite. Didn't make the grand final. Richmond won it. So, I mean, so one out of the last six, and can also go back, because you've got to know who's listening to this. In 2004, Port Adelaide won it. They were favourites. They were favourites. Ironically, Adelaide in 97 and 98, which I was involved in, a lot of people here, we weren't anywhere near favourites. The favourites got beat. So it's, it's not a favourites thing. You were barely favoured in any of the finals either, no, were you? That's right, yeah, quite right. The Sydney were favourite when you played them up in Sydney. The Bulldogs were favoured yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah, all, prelim, all of the above. And you weren't favoured on the day in the grand final, St Kilda or North Melbourne. Tick, tick, tick. Incredible. In fact, David, I think I've said this before, you know, I'm involved in 10 grand finals, which when people ask me what's the highlight of being involved player in... Player or coach? Uh, coach, yeah, player and coach. It's in the top 10 of all time. Which, and I sort of, I've settled on that as saying, gee, when you think of the, the luck and the timing of that is enormous, the fact that we never, ever started favourite once in those grand finals. Not yeah. one, not even close to favourites. I still can't believe you picked Chris Scott as your number one. Yeah, you That's go. a bit annoying. I thought I'd gone in on a limb there. <laughs> You're 18-4, sitting up the top, and uh, normally they fall over, don't they, a little bit in recent times. He's made so many prelims, but I just feel they're a bit different this year. I'm talking about falling over. I know this is one of your pet hates. It's yes. a hate, actually. It's a dislike, sorry. Yeah, dislike. Dislike. Seven-year contract. Oh, I don't like five-year deals. No. Brody Grundy. They're trying to get rid of him? Are they trying to shop him around? I think they are. Now, I know. I see today. Or Port Adelaide. He said he won't come here. Yeah, yeah. But he might go somewhere else. It is amazing. If he goes, he'll go to a club that can win a flag in the next couple of years. So I, I think he'll go to Melbourne or even top up Geelong again. What about Luke Jackson, who helps out Max Gorn now? Yeah, but no. He's gone. You reckon he's gone? I, I almost... I bet you a nice bottle of red, gamble responsibly, he's gone. Yeah, I, I reckon you're right. So that's why Gorn, um, Gorn and uh, Grundy come into the – how's that too? Geez, bit of trivia. Very unusual. <laughs> two great ruckmen. Uh, who is the best coach? Are we right saying it's Chris Scott or, as I said, a lot of people might say um, Craig McRae, a little bit unlucky to go from 17th to 4th. Let's go to Troy. Hello, Troy. You've lost me, Malcolm, from the third to two-thirds to three – I was waiting for you to say the fourth turn, but anyway. <laughs> fourth quarter. Uh, uh, don't you remember the triple dead heat in the 1956 Hotham <laughs> handicap for all the racehorses? So that, the, 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 a triple dead I'll heat for need... third. 
I was minus 10 then, Malcolm. <laughs> I only read about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll keep this team going, wacky, weird, whatever. I've got a statement. I think Brisbane's run out of legs where they play over half their games in heavy conditions like up in Brisbane. Mm. But, Malcolm, I'll keep this probably weirdness or whatever out of the box trend going. Um, like this beautiful day in um, Perth today. And it's supposed to be tomorrow, and then on Saturday rain. it's supposed to be 15 mils of rain. Yeah. Now we know the Dockers don't play that well, but Malcolm, mine is—is is it the rain or the wet ground that they don't play well in? Yeah. <laughs> the short answer to that is, I had an old coach, and I've used the terminology uh, a lot of times: is middling the ball. The more times you middle the ball. In wet weather, the better off you are. More control. More control. Get your hands down low, all that sort of stuff. The team that actually does that best and doesn't try and play like it's a dry day, and it's hard to do because you get very few grounds like that now. So, Troy, in answer to your question, you just got to see, watch a team for five or six minutes at the start of the game. If they both middle the ball, both teams, that's all players, you'll find some lean away from the footy. They don't like it. Don't like it as much. And... I'd be looking for that in the first five to ten minutes of a game. Thanks, uh, Troy. Why why don't Fremantle, you look at the record in the rain, they've been awful. You, you, to me, they are a, what I'd call a, a workman-like team. They don't have a lot of brilliance there. Their defence is very good, very strong defence. Their forwards, that's my main worry with Freo, whether they can kick enough goals. But I would have thought um, slippery conditions would suit them. I, I, I think in this particular game, playing the Bulldogs, if the Bulldogs play four tools, which they're talking about, and, and we know who they are, the Darcy's and the Bugle Hagen's, Bruce, Bruce Norton. Norton. I mean, they're going to be in trouble if they play all of them. I don't think they will if it's really, really wet. Bruce has kicked one goal in five games. Yeah, I know. So, so, Surely he can't yeah, we play. Can, so I, I, I reckon it's selection time. This is going to be good. Now, I know there's a couple of Tabin and might probably not going to play. I, I think they're probably going to be better off, Fremantle, by not actually going too tall. That's if it is wet. If it I is mean, wet. And never ever trust the bureau, but uh, I tell you who's not wet, although they'll be probably drinking champagne tonight. There's a couple of guys called Cameron oh. Smith and Mark Leishman. They've joined the Live Tour, which is secret. Worst kept secret. What for? We Benny Hook told us. And we'll talk to Benny a bit later on. Benny Hook told weeks us ago. weeks ago. Yeah. It, now it's somewhere between a hundred and hundred and forty million. There's a fair bit of difference when they talk about numbers, isn't there? What's it going to be? You always told me you can't spend more than 10. So, I mean, what are you going to do with the rest? I, say that. I uh, said you can't eat and drink anymore is my you know philosophy the, you on You know, that. the big surprise is uh, the one we felt was going is Adam Scott. You've got his sandwich at home, but I thought it was No, no, no. He, he presented me with that sandwich. Yeah, but he's – I think he's going to stick with the PGA, which is I think is fantastic. But, um, look, good luck to him. You win a live tour, big deal. I mean, they they – the bank balance goes up. Everyone gets paid regardless. I'm not so sure it's a great idea, but still. Did you hear what the former president of the United States of America said about this? No. Donald Trump, his name is. Who's in oh, the he, would have, he would have endorsed it. Yeah, he said, boys, take the money now because eventually they'll come back together. Other sports have done it. Well, and he's probably right. I did think about that. Yeah. If they go through the courts and that, whether you know they can say it's restraint of trade, I did think of that. So you know, maybe money does talk. And and don't forget, we had a World Series cricket with the Packers situation. All that news corp 
So it's been done before. I think it's also been done in baseball or gridiron, yeah. something like that. I think, though, you don't get as hungry when you're getting paid heaps just to play and not win and also a sign-on fee. You lose a bit of hunger. No, but hang on. He's already made $28, 30000000 uh, Cam Smith. No, I'm talking about the guys down the bottom are oh, still yeah. getting big money. Yeah, sure. You know, top 55. And, and now we've got Tim on the line. Hi, Tim. Good evening. Good evening, boys. Off the topic, uh, so apologies in advance. Um, Lottie, probably more for you. Um, mate, I've got a 10-year-old I'm working closely with who loves his footy, lives and breathes it, right? And he plays some good footy. Clearly gets it from his mum's side because he's way too skillful for me. <laughs> but he's... Um, the only thing I can pick with him, mate, the main thing, so we're working on with kicking with his left. He's got a fantastic right kick. We're now working on the left. He's got to get a bit fitter because now next year we'll be playing under 11s with a full pitch. Yeah. So completely different. Um, and he's got to get, obviously, get that, um, I guess, get a bigger kicker in there so he can run further and for longer. Um, but the main thing is getting, his, getting the courage up to go in over the ball. So he's playing a bit more of an outside mid because he's got great pace, but um, the only reason that is because he hasn't got the courage at this stage to get his head in over the ball to play more of a more of an inner rather than an outer or even both. How do how do we have you got any advice? I mean, how do we for a ten year old? Yep. How do we train that? How do we teach that? Right, what you do it it sounds simple and it is simple. Just get him as he goes to pick up the ball. Just turn your body and put your bottom out. Put your bum out. I was taught as a very young age, and there'll be a few people who remember the great Tuppence Kersley, coached great junior teams both at Woodville and West Torrens and had great success with kids. And I know there's a lot of people actually did. He taught me as a very... Oh, to protect so, yourself, isn't you it? You protect yourself first, turn as you get to the ball, turn first, then cover the ball. So that way, all you do is get a bit of a corky up your bottom or your top of your leg, but turn, don't just put your head over the footy. And teach him how to do that. And you know what I used to do? I used to go home, throw the ball against the wall. Not only would I jump up and try and mark it and fall on concrete, I would actually do it and turn my bum into the wall. Mum's laundry wall. My mum's laundry wall. I kicked wow. left foot, right foot, jumped up it, and also learned how to turn the body. So teach him how to turn the body, mate. He'll love it. It's good fun. Interesting. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, I'll tell you. The houses these days, boys, don't have the old brick walls like we used to. So I think uh, his mum would have uh, more bum holes in the walls than what she probably uh, afford. But no, I get your point. We'll um, we'll certainly train him that way because, again, he's got every facet of the game down pat aside from a couple of things. But that's the major major thing we're missing, I reckon. And it it sort of frustrates him too. And Tim, just before you go, one of the things that annoys me a little bit watching even players now in the AFL, a lot of them are starting to lead with their head because you know, they think they're protected. I, I, I hope they don't keep doing yeah, it. Still. You know, I want the senior coaches now yeah. to say that there is no point in doing that. Your, your bum is a really yeah. solid piece totally of gear. Agree. Yeah, Thanks, Tim. It's funny... Um, yeah. We're very interactive here, and I'm going to. And I, I, I agree on this side too. Roger Rashid just um, sent me a text. I won't say it all, but he's basically saying a, a ten-year-old kid let the kid be the kid. Um, already analysing at such an intense level, it's not necessarily the way to go with a with a young kid. And I, I think you can get confidence. I like your turning in the ball, but just because you're an outside, there's a lot of outside players. When players start, I, you watch them, they all run around the outside. You get them one or two in the sure. that do the hard work. But uh, it's two sides that aren't there. One, let the kid be the kid. 
and two, as he gets older, teach you. I mean, that's a great little thing where you yeah, can that, protect yourself. Can I just say, it, it's really, it, it is the fundamental of the game to want to chase the footy. The second fundamental is protect yourself. Yeah. Isn't it? So that. It, well, you're no good anyone if you're hurt. No, no it goes hand in hand, yeah. David. So I hear what Roger's saying. I think you can get too overloaded about lots of technical stuff, but that is not one of them. To pre- learn to. When you're playing a sport, you learn to protect. What? Yeah. Hang on. What do you do in cricket? I mean, we play, both played a lot of cricket. You put your pads on, you put your yeah. box on. Now they put the helmet on. Yeah. I mean, learn to protect yourself. If Still ball, play you the game. Your duck, yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good. Good points. Good Thanks, points. Jim. And well done, Roger. Thank you, Roger. Um, we've got Mickey Godden coming up shortly, oh, yeah. too. He, look, he's done a great job, hasn't he? He's a survivor. Remember, remember we, we had him on one night just after they had to cut all the staff yeah. and he came on, didn't bleed about it. Thankfully, a few weeks back, he got his job back. He's done really he well. Did. Yeah, no, yeah, of course he has. Really well. Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in SA. Switch to Lumo today. And Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Car of the Year. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage Cars of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage Cars of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, Malcolm Blight, David Wildy, Sports Day SA, for expert car service book online at Repco. Also, Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. They've been that for 21 years. There's a good debate um, uh, about the, the kid. and But once again, I, I sort of agree with Roger too. Don't overanalyze a 10-year-old because they might not be playing by the time they're 15 if you get it. Depending on how you, you talk to yeah, them. Yeah, but if it's just talking and information flow, that's fine. I mean, yeah. you give them little bits every now and again. Just exactly. one thing now and again. I don't, I don't think... There's anything wrong with it, as long as you don't go overboard. Yep. Saw some great footy on the weekend. The Adelaide Crows, they're kids, and they are a lot of kids, um, coached by Mickey Godden. i got to say, too, hasn't he done well? We we spoke with Mick just after he'd been uh, laid down, if you like, with the, with the COVID, COVID and the restrictions. All the, stuff, all, yeah. all the people basically yep. were yep. let go, and he took it on the took it on the chin really well. And, and fortunately enough, a few weeks later or, or whatever, he, he's coaching it and back in the fold and done an outstanding job. And he joins us now. Mickey, thanks for your time. How are you? Uh, very good, thanks, guys. Um, I really mean that, Michael. You, I mean, you've been a survivor. You've done the hard yards with the Eagles as a player. It, um, it wasn't your fault that COVID hit and would look like you're out of the system. But um, you must be pleased, too, with yourself. You, you've stuck it out. Uh, your side's playing well and, and you're still involved. Yeah, look, uh, you know, this is what I love doing and, you know, there's things happen in life and you have the ups and downs. And you know, as a coach, we always preach to our players to just, you know, deal with adversity at times and you just got to come out the other side. You know, it's not it's not the end of the world. So we, we do footy because we love it. And, um, yeah, I've been lucky enough to be in it for a long time now. And, yeah, it's, I, was, I did have a little bit of a kick, a little step backwards there at one point. But, yeah, we just keep going forward now and, yeah, really enjoying my time at the moment. Now, Michael, Andrew Capel. Nice little yarn this morning in the advertiser. And one of the things is David and I have been on that same wagon you are. Anybody who doesn't understand what the Sandful rules are and what you're playing there and what needs to happen, for people to have an, an annoying summation of a matter of no substance bloody annoys me. I'm really pleased what you said. It's insulting. It is insulting for the players. 
all the young players, all the terrific players in the sample. It is a competition of substance. People talking like that are making it not a substance competition, which bloody annoys me. So congratulations on doing that. I, how do you feel now that that's out and about? Yeah, bloody, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just in the same boat. I, I stand by what I said. I, I just feel that you know, sometimes you know, do get pigeonholed, obviously, with a, with a few of the AFL boys playing in our side. I mean, it's the majority of AFL, but there's a lot of guys there that put a lot of effort in. We There's a lot of restrictions in what we can recruit in terms of our development players. They're not paid hardly at all. They basically do it for the love of it. They take huge, huge risks. They probably take more risks than a normal sample player because they don't have you know, the payment, incoming payment that those guys get. So, yeah, I get a little bit defensive <laughs> with that. And I also get defensive with our younger AFL boys. They're only 18, 19 years of age. I mean, I've got a son and a daughter similar age. And, you know, I, I guess I just get a little bit protective of them because they're young men finding their way in football. And, you know, I just want to make sure they get the credit when credit is due. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I wish it'd just go away. And most of kids bloody. Yeah, most I, I, haven't I, I, played a lot of uh, AFL. Of course, and as it's happened, I mean, the Crows or Port Adelaide, they haven't even made a grand final. No. Hardly been anywhere, really. I mean, anyhow, there's two exciting youngsters. I think everyone's picked them out. You know, I've watched a little bit of them. Peddler and Taylor, two of the youngies, mate. I, geez, they've got some moves on them, haven't they? They've got some AFL qualities looking forward. Yeah, Peds has had a really interrupted couple of years and uh, just so happy for him to have the game that he had on the weekend. He's, you know, he's explosive, powerful. He's that, you know, he's that half forward that can come up and at, in time will play as a midfielder and he really showed what he's capable of. And young Zach Taylor, you know, a young man that came across in his first year, he's had a lot to learn on how to, you know, how to train and how to prepare your body and, and, and how to play AFL footy. And um, yeah, he's done nothing but work really, really hard and I'm pleased for them both and yeah, it's, it's exciting because, you know, hopefully after another big pre-season, they're pushing for spots in the AFL side. I guess Michael Godden and Godsey, you've got uh, Haitley and Crouch. Both didn't play, two, two of the bigger bodies. You must be pleased with the way the, the kids stood up. And uh, we mentioned Taylor going through, look really good. Um, and a lot of the guys have got the smaller bodies, haven't developed yet. So that was really well done. That must be pleasing for you. Yeah, the contest work was, was as good as I... Well, I, I didn't actually expect us to do as well as we did, so I was really proud of them for that. And, you know, obviously we, we had um, a couple of development players in there. Lou Sharrett, who's played a bit of league footy, obviously, and, and Jay Boyle, who's um, one of our uh, development midfielders. You know, Jay was outstanding. So, yeah, it's, it was a, a bit of a hole left by, you know, as you said, Haitley and Crouch. We weren't too sure what we were going to get, but those guys really gelled together and played a great brand of footy. Yeah. Um, Strawny, the big fella. He played a game, didn't he? That's a, that would be a real confidence boost, I, I thought, against really old, good opposition. Good run, yeah. yeah, he was really good. Yeah, um, Karen's been great all year, or the last couple of years that I've, I've been able to coach him, and he's, he's played his few, uh, three AFL games, I think, in the time. And, you know, he's, he never lets us down. He's a great competitor. Uh, earlier in the year, uh, they went pretty hard at him physically, Nord, and he, he knew he was in for a big fight on Sunday. And, you know, he rose above that. And I thought his tap work, especially in the centre, was outstanding. And, uh, you know, his, his work around the ground. He's becoming a very mature player now. He, he understands, you know, ruck, ruckmen do take a while. And, you know, but he's, uh, he's in really good shape and, you know, looking forward to his, to his match this Sunday. 
North Adelaide well coached by Jacob Surgeon. They did finish on top of the tree and a lot of skill. What What is their biggest weapon, Michael, when you look at North Adelaide? Um, I've seen them a couple of times this year. They certainly do have a lot of skill and some talent and young forwards. Um, where do you see their great strength? Yeah, they, they're actually a really exciting team to watch. You know, they... They play with some real flair, and they, you know, they attack the corridor, and they try to get out the back of you, and they've got some speed. And yeah, we've obviously played them a couple of times, and the last time we played was up in Whaler, and it was a bit of a, it was a really offensive game. It was, you know, we were both good scoring teams, obviously number one and number two in the competition. So it's, it's really, um, you know, I guess whoever can defend a little bit better. I know Bloody won't like hearing that, but I think that, you know, that's, um, you know, our scoring power has certainly been strong all year. So. Yeah, it'll possibly be a bit of a shootout, which is uh, which is exciting. Well, good luck, uh, Michael. As we said, a bloody you know, very strong too. If you get to the grand final, if you're good enough, your kids deserve to to play there. It's a it's a marvelous day. They're only just growing up. Still, a lot of boys there. So, all the best against my old side, North. Not too much luck, but uh, let's hope it's a great game. No worries at all. Thanks for your support. Cheers. Michael got in there, Adelaide coach. I said he's he's done some really good stuff, uh, Mickey, and um, it'd be a good game. I, I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm too, I yeah, think they're the two most skillful sides, oh, I, I, Roosters yeah. and and um, and the Crows. Yeah, they're on a three fifteen. Norwood and Glenelg before then, so I'm looking forward to that. Sunday. Who should tip Fun. early in the early game? Uh, I, I think Glenelg. I think Glenelg. Just from what I saw last week. Hey, talking about Mick and keeping his job, there's a bloke in the English Premier League oh. by the name of Scott Parker. Bournemouth, four games in, they sacked him. Admittedly, they lost nine, nine, nine love. Biggest la- margin ever, wasn't it? Yeah, but see, Ange Poskotkoglu won the Celtic team, won nine love against someone too. But it was round four. Yeah. They've just got promoted from the Championship League, which, which is, is the one underneath. Was he the coach the previous year? Yes, he was. Oh. So he's got to hold up a cup, and four weeks later, he's got the flick. Wow. Isn't, I mean... And we worry about a guy getting the flick after five years here. <laughs> we, it is incredible what they do. Oh, mate. I know Nine Love's not great, but apparently there were some philosophical differences between the coach and the administration. You'd think, you'd think, after holding the cup up together with the administration or whoever owns them, um, you'd actually reckon you would have sorted that out over summer. Unbelievable. I did see that result, though. Nine zip. Yeah. Pretty hard. Bournemouth. Just remember that name. <laughs> If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Uh, head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote. It's an unbelievable and prize. Grow your it? business. Unbelievable. Oh, I can't wait for that game. Uh, Michael Godden and uh, taking on Jacob Surgeon and, of course, the, the previous game, Brett Hand and, and Marty. No, not Marty Matt, um, uh, Rawling. So yeah, it should Freddie be Rawling. fantastic. We're going to take a break. Don't go away. Plenty more to come. We're going to look at, uh, we've got Ben Hook coming up and also our early preview of the finals. Can't wait for the finals. Back with more shortly. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Weeks Homes, Discover Different. And also Elders Insurance, from local footy to community events, it's our way of giving back. Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community. Our weekly segment uh, is with Ben Hook, and Ben joins us now. Ben, how are you? Will's blighty really well, boys. Uh, great to be chatting with you. How's the sleep going, little Molly? Uh, keeping you up? 
Yeah, yeah. She's um, she's two weeks old today, but I think she might be 18 years old because she has the capacity <laughs> to sleep all day and party all night. So, yeah, we've got to just uh, turn around the little internal body clock on Molly. But to, no, other than that, boy's going absolutely beautifully. She's a, she's a delight. And you know what it's like. She's healthy. She's feeding well. Uh, we can't complain. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of lost sleep, to be fair, but um, that's that's the worst of it. No drama. Yeah, I think both you and I will remember August 17 for a while for the next few years anyhow. Um, now, the rise of North... Eagles lacrosse. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a really interesting story, guys. So um, North Adelaide, a state league club last year, the Eagles, formerly known as West Torrens, of course, was a Division One club last year. Both of them finished second bottom. Um, it, right on the death knock of the season this year, they decided to merge just at state league level and put a team in the state league competition. Nothing was really expected of them. They really only came to the decision to merge because their women had done the same thing in the previous few years and went up into state league this year. Well, these guys have actually changed the whole landscape of South Australian lacrosse. Uh, They finished second at the end of the minor round. They only lost three games, two of those by one goal. Um, And they've broken, I guess, what you'd call the stranglehold between Brighton and Glenelg, who have been the two dominant teams of the men's state league competition. So to finish uh, in second position, runner-up in the minor round, they then, I said they lost two by one goal. They subsequently played the second semi-final last weekend and lost that to Brighton by one goal as well. So they'll meet Glenelg this week in the preliminary final. I'd be surprised if they didn't win that, guys, and then go and take on Brighton in the grand final in two weeks' time. Uh, this is actually quite a remarkable story. If you think about, and you know, Blighty, you will very well know that um, your club, Woodville, merged with West Torrens mm. in the late 1990s, and uh, sorry, the early, in 1990, of course, and both of those teams were, were state league clubs, you know, and they went on to be very, very successful. But for a sort of a, a, a battling state league club and a battling Division One club to um, to make this turnaround is pretty incredible. Both of these clubs have been top-end state league clubs of the past. I mean... Um, they've won 10 flags, North Adelaide, and go go back right to the 1880s. The Eagles were the, the actually dominant team of the 1990s. But for these two clubs that have sort of, I guess, uh, been a bit past it, if you like, and on the way out to have this new lease on life and really have a new effect on the competitions, magnificent for the sport. Uh, it certainly is. Now, just changing sports now, there's a mega penalty, penalty that is handed out in Riverland footy, Ben. Yeah, this is a really interesting story. So um, in the second semi-final last weekend, Wakery took on Renmark. Renmark won the game by 11 goals. And you think, oh, well, Renmark off to the grand final. Wakery to take on Loxton in the preliminary. Wakery actually lodged a query over one of the players that had played in the game for Renmark uh, in the A grade. His name is uh, Matt O'Loughlin. He'd actually played in the reserves before the league. Now, I think during the minor round, that's quite acceptable. And you know what it's like in country footy. You've often got to try and make up numbers, but it's outlawed in the major round. Um, So there was a massive meeting on Monday night for the Riverland League to sort out what the penalty was going to be because they had played essentially an unregistered or a player that wasn't supposed to be able to play. Um, they've decided that the result will stand. So Renmark is still through to the grand final um, in, a, in a nine days' time, ten days' time. But wait for it. Next year, they've, they've copped a $5,000 fine. Now, that's a huge amount of money yeah. in community well, sports. Raffles, Two and a half grand of that yeah. uh, will, be, will be held over. But next year, they'll cop four premiership points. So they'll start in minus two wins, if you like. And they'll lose four player points for recruiting. So... 
I'm not exactly sure of what the rules are in the Riverland League, but you might be gifted 15 points to be able to recruit players. And if you recruit Malcolm Blight from uh, the North Melbourne Football Club, well, that might cost you five points. If you bring up a junior from your own team and he goes on to play uh, A-grade football, well, he's worth zero points. And all of these, there's a sliding scale. Well, Renmark will lose four points next year. Um, that's a huge penalty, uh, probably as much as the penalty points for uh, the premiership points themselves. So uh, we'll watch that one with interest. But, uh, yeah, there's some tension, I imagine, floating oh. around the Riverland Re- League as a result of this decision in the last uh, 48 hours. Now, ben, you don't know this, but my team on the Riverland, of course, is Renmark. My mum was born at Lurup and I had, she was the eldest of 15. So I used to go and watch the Blue and Whites, the Renmark team, Renmark Rovers, play. North Melbourne with, with, yeah, with a, yeah, as a kid. So um, they're in the grand final. Uh, well, seems a bit harsh, doesn't it? He's a registered player. That sounds a really harsh rule. Suspend the, the money, I reckon. You yeah. can't take money off them. No. Yeah, well, they've, su- they've suspended half of it. And if you go up there and do a speaker's night, bloody, they'll be able to pay for the other half and it won't be a problem. So um, if, you, if you're a Renmark man, we can solve that one easily. Oh, yeah, fine. I am. A, I, I'm his, a fees, his fees double that. <laughs> they'll lose money if he comes up. <laughs> hey, um, Hooky, tell us about the haves and the have-nots in, in local hockey. Yeah, there's some really interesting stories. I'll tell you two very quick ones. First of all, um, we do have a bit of a situation that there's there's almost two divisions in South Australian hockey at the moment, both in men's and women's at Premier League level. Um, Seacliff, Port Adelaide, North Eastern Adelaide are very much the top four clubs. And the, the clubs that are really struggling at the moment, Forestville, Grange Royals, Burnside and Adelaide University. Now, the final minor round game before the final start this weekend um, was last weekend. And would you believe the top four met the bottom four? Um, now, how about this? The, the aggregate scores for the eight games, 53-1. I mean, that is just an absolute... Wow. Uh, that's just such a, a mind-numbing discrepancy between um, the top four and the bottom four. The most obvious one... I mean, there were a couple of blowouts here and there, but the most obvious one is in the women's. Seacliff beat Burnside 17-0. I mean, Burnside have got a very young team and you know, they're learning the game a little bit, but... Yeah, there's a real discrepancy at the moment in South Australian hockey. So it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, contacts and matrics have dominated South Australian netball to the point that Netball South Australia is going to look at ways of trying to even up the competition. Don't know that we're quite there yet with South Australian hockey, mm. but that's probably one you'd put on watch and just keep a bit of an eye on because you've got to have clubs that, yes, you're going to have bottom clubs over the course of every year, but you want to be able to give everyone an opportunity to try and compete at some point. And there does seem like there's been some clubs in South Australian hockey that have been struggling for a long period of time. Forestville have got a new pitch coming at Umbley High School, so I think they'll really benefit from that. But yeah, one or two others battling at the moment. Can I just tell you one story very quickly about Lisa McDonald? You'll love this guy. She plays for North East in Premier League. She played her 400th game last weekend, made her debut age of 13, would you believe? Sorry, 14. Um, She's played for South Australia. She's played for the Adelaide Fire. She played her 350th game in 2017. Uh, And you think to yourself, gee, that's a long time between 350 and 400. Well, I can tell you why. She had a full ankle reconstruction, which cost her one year, and she's had two kids. So isn't that amazing that a woman playing community sport Ankle reconstruction is one thing, but to give birth to two kids in the meantime and still go on and play 400 games of hockey. So, uh, Lisa McDonald, you're an absolute champion of community sport and well done. And think of the lack of sleep there too. Thanks, Hookie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good on you, boys. Take care.
Ben Hook there for Adelaide Auto 4x4. 15% off the first purchase at Adelaide 4x4. You get a whopping 15% off your first purchase until September 30. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Luno SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. And tyre pair, got to love tyre pair. Think safety this August. Uh, get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre pair. Malcolm, four great finals. We spoke about earlier about the, the coaches. We think the coaches of the year, a couple, well, they're all featuring this week. But Brisbane Tigers, normally you say Brisbane up at the Gabba, but uh, Tigers are quite a warm favourite. They certainly are. And... Uh... Watching the interview today with the coach of the Brisbane... Uh, Chris Fagan. Yeah, Chris Fagan. Uh, talking about one and six in finals under his realm in the last four years. But, you know, the scoreboard doesn't know that when you're going to play Thursday night. So I think it, I, I think that they would start favourite. I've I, I got a funny feeling they should at home. But we know what Richmond are capable of. So one and six, as I said, oh. it won't matter. They got a couple out the bit up yeah. and down too. They need a they need a really big game from someone like Joe Danaher. Yeah. You know, he's a big recruit on yeah, big money. Do. He's got to lift his game there. I'm actually going for the Tigers. I, I, I think, think Shea Bolton, you got Martin, you got yeah, Revolt, think... you got Lynch. Oh yeah, look, I, I it, it's a fifty fifty game, but I just think at home. Barmy was confident last night, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was actually, yeah. So and uh, and Ben Hudson also pretty confident. Uh, Friday night, it keeps on keeping on Demons v Swans now. Had the Swans won by another five or six goals, they could have got second spot. But this game is at the MCG, a night game, a beauty. It is. And I've just got a feeling, I listened to an interview with Jack Viney. Uh, he was talking about how great it would be back at the MCG because they won their premiership away from the MCG yes. last year. And he said the whole family, his family, all the players' families, are really excited to see them play in the final at the MCG. So that should that, get them home? Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be up and about. I can just see the Melbourne Football Club. You could see his eyes were bouncing. Would you risk uh, Tom McDonald hasn't played for three months? No. Fair enough. Uh, I think Demons too, just. But uh, Sydney get the home final if they do lose that one uh, the following week. Hey, this is massive. Gun Randall, mate's place to watch this. We're going to order a pizza, a couple of glasses of red, sit back. It's a double header actually. Cats v Pies, four o'clock MCG. Uh, we, we spoke about the figures, and you and you've quite rightly pointed out you can be the best during the year doesn't mean you win the no, grand final. No, but they have been solid, haven't they? I will be very surprised if the Cats don't win comfortably. Yeah, I just think eventually what the Collingwood have done have been remarkable. Uh, McRae's been terrific as a first-up coach. He's, he's There's no weak play. links in the cat side, is no, there? No, nothing. I haven't seen anything. Midfield's good. No. The back's really good and the and, forwards are good. And I reckon at some stage or other, that run that the Collingwood have had, you know, winning all the close games, I mean, it turns on you, David. You can't keep doing that forever and a day. And I just think this is going to be the measurement for the Collingwood. They've been great, but I, I, I would pick the cats with some confidence. I tell you what, if uh, Craig McRae wins this, I'll, I'll go from being Chris Scott, my number one coach, to McRae, but I'm with you. I think the Geelong will win mm. and should win well. The line there, by the way, um, the Betfair 16 points. And straight after that game, I know what you'll be doing. You'll be watching this one too. No Fife, no Liberatore. Sure, yeah. Frio taking on the dogs. Now, it could be wet too. The weather conditions are forecast to be quite windy and wet. That game, Optus Stadium, 7.40 p.m. <sighs> they keep surprising me, Fremantle, and have done all year. They're going to be playing at home. I don't think the Bulldogs have been convincing this year. What do they? How are they going to handle this? Darcy, 
uh, also Norton and also Bruce up forward. Are they going to play the three tools if it's going to be wet? It's going to be interesting selection, what the Bulldogs and do Eagle up Hagel forward. And as well. And Eagle Hagel as well, of course, yeah. So they've got four of them. That's going to be, I reckon that's going to be the, the real trick for... My concern with the Dockers, where do they get their goals? Tabin has been out of form. Yeah. Uh, Fife's not playing. Lobs coming back with an injury. Uh, I just worry about if it's a wet night, how, do they, how they kick goals. Yeah, can I say... I think the Achilles heel of the Bulldogs is their defence. I, I think it's a very average-looking defence on yeah. paper and usually plays like that. And they really – in fact, if they if they go out, I, I think that they've really got to look at getting some more talent into their back line. Fair point. And, uh, and you want to play Darcy up forward, don't you? Yeah. Or ruck forward. Yeah. Now, the Betfair Labian. Find better odds at AFL finals at Betfair. Gamble responsibly, uh, 1-800-858-858. For people that don't know how Betfair works, you can be either the punter, like we normally are, or you can be the bookmaker. So if you think something can't win, just for example, uh, Geelong are playing um, Collingwood. Geelong hot favourites, they'll be about $1.30. If you want to, you can lay them or you can um, or you can back them. So you've got two choices. Yeah. If, and sometimes the uh, astute punter does that. Rather than trying to you know pick someone out of a pool, they can pick someone and think they can't win rather right. than they can win. Yep, and if you fancy the Swans against the Demons, I reckon that's going to be a fair lay bet, isn't it? That's right. If you reckon Sydney can beat Melbourne, you lay Melbourne uh, being the favourite there. A bet fairs Brownlow predictor picked the past three winners. I wonder if they picked a Lockie Neal. Must have. Get informed and find better odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Malcolm, another good show. Really enjoyed it tonight. Um, we do discuss a lot of topics. We jump around a bit, but that's the way we work. <laughs> And we won't stop working that way. <laughs> and a shortened show tomorrow yep. because, of course, the football's on straight after us, oh, 6.30. What a game. Have a great night. See you then. Bye, David. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.